Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we spoke about bonds and whether in today's low interest rate environment, they still have a place in portfolios. Today, we'll be discussing the first in a series of what's known as alternative investments, starting with hedge funds. Hedge funds, because of their underperformance in rising markets and high fees, are probably one of the most misunderstood terms in the financial industry. And if only to dispel what we think has become an unfortunate and widespread bias against them, we'd like to begin at the beginning. As far back as the early 1800s, when Chicago had become a commercial center where farmers gathered to ship their grain all over the country, they were faced with the problem of planning how much grain to produce in the spring and summer without any assurance of what the price of the grain could sell for in the fall. Then in 1848, farmers came up with a better idea. They asked dealers if they'd be willing to commit to buy the grain at a specific agreed-upon price today, but be paid in the future when the grain was delivered, as far out as a year in advance. And if they agreed, the two made a commitment or a contract for the farmer to deliver and the dealer to buy the grain at the specified time and price. These contracts allowed farmers to plan production for next year's crops, but they also allowed dealers to secure production and prices they could then turn around and resell at a profit thereby creating a better equilibrium between supply and demand. It reduced waste and financial hardship. It provided stability to the system overall. And these futures, as we call them today, carried over into commodities, livestock, and since the early 1990s, financial securities. This was the start of the Chicago Board of Trade. But the key, I think, is to note how in the beginning, the purpose of hedging was to reduce or eliminate, in this case, pricing risk. So farmers and dealers could make long-term decisions to lock in a specific and mutually acceptable profit as much as a year in advance for decisions that they needed to make today. In other words, hedging began as a conservative concept whose purpose was to reduce risk. And if used in this fashion, hedge funds can protect one's downside when things may otherwise not be going so well. I think part of the problem is as long-term capital management found in 1998. When people find a strategy that works so well, they start tinkering with it to see if maybe they can make a little more. And then with a little leverage, perhaps a little more. And ultimately they get carried away and things go wrong. Like when you stretch a rubber band too far, people just don't seem to learn. At some point, greed takes over as it did with the founders of long-term capital 
whose strategy won Myron Scholes and Robert Merton a Nobel Prize for their groundbreaking work, taking advantage of mispriced securities through a concept called convergence. Because of their success, assets grew to more than $126 billion, which in those days was an enormous amount of money. And when one day everything converged at once, something which, according to them, wasn't supposed to happen, the fund size meant it had become too big to fail. And it took Warren Buffett, the U.S. Federal Reserve, and some of our biggest investment firms to bail it out before it collapsed the world's financial system. Yes, that's right. And everything has changed since it all began. Today, a hedge fund can employ a wide range of strategies, buying long or selling short, using something called derivatives. And as you said, Barnaby, adding leverage or debt. Their objective, theoretically, is to earn a positive return, whether on an absolute basis or compared to some benchmark in up and down markets. And they can invest in anything, stocks, bonds, currency, real estate. They often, again, use borrowed money to amplify their returns. And depending on the fund's mandate, can sometimes take aggressive short positions. When they go bad, they grab a lot of headlines. And unlike mutual funds, hedge funds can charge both a management and a performance fee, which are finally beginning to come down to attract favor with investors. Again, in today's world, while hedge funds were initially designed to protect against volatility and risk, they can sometimes carry more of it than the market with vastly disparate returns and very little transparency in how they're investing your money. So their reputation has understandably suffered. In general, they're only accessible to accredited investors with $5 million or more in assets because they're subject to less regulation and they tend to be less liquid. For example, they often require investors to keep their money locked up for a year or more when withdrawals may only happen at certain intervals, such as the end of each quarter. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't be considered or that they should be dismissed out of hand. Because when it comes to hedge funds, Lori and I sift through the universe of possibilities to find funds whose mandate is to provide uncorrelated returns in up and down markets with reduced risk and volatility and managers who have a long track record of accomplishing this month after month without excuse. People like Izzy Englander at Millennium or Ray Dalio at Bridgewater who've created proprietary algorithms that buy and sell using quantitative and qualitative analysis. And I think most importantly, a system of oversight that has helped them prove themselves over many decades. So, should one consider hedge funds and their asset allocation? We think so. In part because of the recent research that has shown how some of the largest funds continue to attract the best talent. They have better resources and perhaps more importantly, a discipline that seems to have been successfully replicated from generation to generation of managers and translate into better returns in spite of their size. We feel that over the next five to 10 years, there's going to be greater uncertainty in a number of core asset classes. In bonds, for example, because of their historically low yields or stocks due to their stretched valuations, as a result of which we expect lower returns until they become more in line with historic levels and their long-term growth rates. If we're right, this will lead to greater volatility, perhaps of the sort we had back in 2011 when the market rose and fell more than 7% 24 times. Also, as we discussed in past podcasts, increasing uncertainty from other issues like historically high debt levels that are greater in most countries than their gross domestic product 
We've mentioned the recent weakness of the dollar, which as the world's reserve currency could have significant consequences between us and our trading partners, and the challenges to our own country's Medicare and Social Security funds, which in 2025 and 2030, respectively, will no longer meet their obligations. Yet all these uncertainties create opportunity for a truly best-in-class hedge fund that can use its vast network of computers and data analytics to react in milliseconds on behalf of investors with access to tools that allow these funds to adjust and profit from constant changes in the markets. These capabilities should in turn help us achieve steadier returns for clients over time. Please feel free to offer us any feedback that you have on what we said today. And if you have questions, reach out to either Barnaby or me. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with friends and family so they can enjoy it too. And please join us next week when we'll be discussing our second podcast on alternative investments, this time on precious metals from gold and silver to Bitcoin, which we think you'll enjoy. In the meantime, this is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammie for the Plutonomics podcast signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.